Hello, and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. Hey, and welcome to church. I want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads in Aussie. This is going to be an amazing day for you. But we're going to jump straight into our subject matter today, which is living the right way up in an upside down world. We've looked at various subjects over the last few weeks. We've looked at optimism. We've looked at confidence. And today we want to look at the subject of gratitude. A few months ago, I was driving to work and I saw two elderly women that had a flat tire. And what do you do if you see two elderly women on the side of the road with a flat tire? No, you don't drive past, you stop and you help them. It was an amazing experience because they didn't expect anyone at all to help them. They just thought they'd be like everybody else and drive past. So I went and helped them and they were very jovial. They were so thankful that I'd stopped and changed the wheel for them. And man, it was just one of those great experiences. It helped them and it really made my day such a exciting day. A few months later, I was driving down a different road and I saw a similar situation. It wasn't so much a flat tire as they were just stopped on the side of the road. So again, a couple of people there and they were just looked a bit fatigued, they looked a bit anxious and I went up to them and just thought, you know, I was driving past and I thought I'd stop and help you. What amazed me was this. They kind of said, you should have stopped. And it was just so bizarre that they had this kind of attitude. You should have stopped. And I just thought, what the? I didn't say that to them, but it was almost like an entitlement attitude. Not thankful, not appreciative. And to be quite honest, I just wanted to get out of there. You know, there's something special about gratitude. It just says something within your heart when you just experience gratitude. Gratitude is that readiness to show thankfulness. It's an appreciation where you're just recognizing the goodness and the help that someone is offering you. That attitude of genuine appreciation, you just want to do more for that person. And just amazing if there's not that appreciation where you just think, oh, well, whatever. But when there's appreciation, you want to go the extra mile. You want to help them that little bit extra. With all that in mind, I just want to look at a subject today, and it's called appreciation, thankfulness. But I want to look at a Bible story. It's a parable in certain ways, but I think it was a real story and it's the story of the 10 lepers. And you can find that in Luke chapter 17 and verses 11 to 19. 
And I just want to paraphrase it for a few moments. And basically, as it picks up in verse 11, it says, And Jesus passes through Samaria. Now, Samaria was one of those areas where it was a mixed culture. All different nationalities, all different cultures used to live in this place, Samaria. And it was a heavy populated area. So in verse 12, it says that as Jesus journeyed on, he entered a little village on the border of Samaria and of Galilee. These were two major areas, but he stops in this border area in this little village, and as he goes through there, he met 10 men. You see, these 10 men were people that had leprosy. But what I love about this verse, he doesn't say that he met 10 lepers. No, it says that he met 10 people. And I believe it's interesting that God doesn't see your mess. He sees you as an individual. He sees you made in the image and the likeness of our mighty God. But then it goes on to say, but they were lepers. You know, and lepers were outcast in their society. They couldn't live with people. They had to live in their own space outside of the village. And as we look at the Bible, it's considered incurable. In Leviticus 13, 45 and 46, it says this about people that have leprosy. And I think it's very interesting. The person with such an infectious disease must wear torn clothes. Let his hair be unkept and cover the lower part of his face. That's the equivalent to our mask. And so back in the olden days, they had masks as well. And they began to cry out and they began to cry. People came near them. They'd be ringing bells, unclean, unclean, stay away. You know, I've got COVID, stay away, stay away. And as long as... He has the infection, he remains unclean, and he must live alone, he must live outside the camp. So Jesus sees these 10 men, they were leprous, and they stood afar off. Even back then, they had social distancing. Their disease kept them separated. But there's interesting in verse 13, it says they lifted their voice. Even though they may not have been able to come close physically, they had a voice that could be heard. And it says they lifted their voice, lifted it because they knew that this Jesus who was passing by Samaria and in Galilee was someone that could help them. No doubt they'd heard of the miracles of raising the dead, as we see here in the Bible, you know, giving life to those who had no life, giving hope to the hopeless. And here they had heard about Jesus. So what they're doing, they're lifting their voices. And what were they crying? Jesus, have mercy. They knew that Jesus can help. We've heard again all that you've done. So Jesus, come on, have mercy on us. And in verse 14, it says that when Jesus saw them, 
I wonder if he just walked past them and just thought they were just ordinary people. Or he walked past them and saw their leprosy. I, I wonder what got Jesus' attention. And I want to suggest maybe it was their voice. That they lifted their voice because there can be so many people standing around in the world, but unless you hear the voice and hear the need, no one knows what the need is. But when he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourself to the priest. And this is what amazes me, that as they went, they were healed. He didn't even lay his hands on them. They just believed. And as they went, and Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priest. And the priest in those days, he was like a doctor. So if someone had a leprosy, if someone had disease, they had to go to him, he'd check them out. And if they'd all checked out, their quarantine was over, their 14 days was over, and then they could begin to mix with the public again. The good news is each one of them was healed. Oh, thank God for healing. Thank God for restoration. Thank God that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But verse 15 says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned with a loud voice glorifying God. I guarantee that if you had an ongoing sickness, that there'd be something within you that would respond to God if you experienced his power. But it's amazing. Only one returned to give God thanks. And verse 16 says, he fell down on his face at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. And it's mentioned in the Bible that he was a Samaritan. A Samaritan. A Samaritan is not even a God follower. They didn't even know about the goodness of God. Probably, you know, just lived in a heathenistic environment. But he fell down on his face, giving thanks for his healing. Giving thanks, he was, what was he doing? He was expressing gratitude. I believe that gratitude is a choice and it's a characteristic that we bring on within our life. And in verse 17, it says, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten? Where's the nine? Jesus, what's going on here? Verse 18, were there not found any who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner or except this heathen? In verse 19, and he said to the one, arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. I think this Samaritan had a genuine Attitude of gratitude. And you know what it did? It's just like when I was helping the people inside the road. One of them was so thankful and I would have done so much more for them. 
The other one was, well, you should have done it anyway. And I think it's a, an attitude that releases more to come into your life or it restricts blessing coming into your life. But this attitude that this one person had, this attitude of gratitude, enabled this person to stand upright in their upside-down world and release Jesus to do more. Verse 19, the one who returned to thank Jesus, was to say? He was absolutely made whole. The disease not only stopped, but fully restored, skin restored, fingers restored, noses restored, feet restored. Their life was made new because simply this guy had this attitude of gratitude. Come on, you've got to think, why only the one? That return to thank Jesus. Maybe I was just trying to think what is, what's going on within their mind, but I think it's not only a problem of yesteryear, I think it's a problem in our society today. I'm just thinking about these nine people. Maybe they waited to see if the cure was going to be real. Maybe they waited to see if it would last. Maybe some of them just gave thanks to the priest. You've made me, you've given me the clearance. Thank you, priest. Maybe they, they, they misappropriated their thanksgiving. They said he should have healed me. That's what he does. He's the healer. Well, he should have just healed me anyway. It's amazing a mentality that people can get. Some have appreciation, but some people think they deserve. But the longer I live on this earth, as I live before God, I really don't deserve anything. It's only Jesus' grace and his goodness and mercy that comes to us undeserving people and he makes us worthy. Without him, we are unworthy and, and sometimes we think, well, I deserve that. We get what we get want from God and then we just go. How many times have we seen it? Get their answer from God and never see him again. How about this? Maybe we are programmed to desire, to want, and not to appreciate. I just want you to hear that again. Maybe as humans, we are programmed to desire, to want, and not to appreciate. We are so driven by ambition. We are so driven by what we want and what we feel we deserve. I heard this story and I just want to read it to you because I think it's very profound. The story is told while walking down a busy street, I heard someone singing. His voice was amazing, even above the noise of the traffic. And when I saw him, I noticed that he had no legs and was pushing himself through the crowd on a skateboard. Catching up with him, I said, you have an amazing voice. It is so passionate. It is so full of feeling. It is so full of life. And he answered with a grateful smile. He said, it happened when I stopped looking at what I had lost and began to look at what I had left. I found so much to be grateful for. And I just want us to give us two takeaways 
as we look at this subject of living upright or on top in an upside down world. Yes, we can be optimistic. Yes, we can be confident. But I believe that a major characteristic of us staying upright in this upside crazy world at this moment is to be thankful. I want to give you two takeaways. And number one is this, be thankful in all situations. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 reads like this. Hear this, rejoice always. Oh, that has got to be a choice, yes? Yes. It's got to be a choice. And then it says, pray without ceasing. Then in verse 18, get this one, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything. It doesn't say give thanks for everything, but in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let me say it again. We can't thank God for everything, but it is in everything. Look at this story, Paul and Silas. In Acts 16, 23 to 25, Paul and Silas were out preaching the gospel and casting out demons. And because they were interrupting the trade of those who were gaining from people fortune telling, they were thrown into prison. And it says this, and when they had laid many lashes, verse 23, and when they had made many lashes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. And having received a charge, he put them in the lower prison, fastened their feet in stocks. I don't know if you know it or not, but the lower prison was the innermost area of the prison. You know what flowed through the lower prison? Sewage. So here Paul and Silas were in stock, chained, and probably up to their knees in sewage. And you just kind of think, in stocks, in prison, I think in prison for a crime they never committed. But what happened at midnight? Midnight, I want to tell you, is the darkest nights of your life experience. You've had midnight experiences. And here at midnight, what did Paul and Silas do? What have we done to deserve this? Come on, God, where are you? No, it was quite the opposite. It was this. Paul and Silas were praying, singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening. I, I want to tell you today, that whatever you're saying, whatever you're singing in your dungeon, people are listening. Is it a song of slavery? Is it a song of I'm a victim? Or is it a song, man, I love God. I am optimistic. I believe in having a thankful heart in all situations. Even Colossians 3.16 says, Encourage one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing 
with grace in your heart to the Lord. I want to tell you a thankful and a heart full of gratitude. It releases something into the atmosphere within your life. Come on, I can feel it rising in your heart today that as you have a song, it not only helps you, it helps the atmosphere within your standing and within your situation is and you're building a faith for a God explosion. And we see that as Paul and Silas as they were praising and exalting God, God was able to intervene and to send a great earthquake and to liberate them and to set them free. Oh, maybe, just maybe, you're still in prison because of an attitude that's lacking, that attitude of gratitude. Let's flip to the Old Testament in Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. I love this scripture. You know, in, in this verse, they were in a bad spot. And it says this in verse 17, though the fig tree may not blossom, there's no fruit on the vines. Though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Hey, that is a bad situation. I've lost my job. I've got no food. I can't afford my rent. Man, things are not looking good. You've got to identify the situation. You've got to be real. That's what Habakkuk does here. But what he can choose, he may not be able to choose the situation or the circumstance, but what he can choose, he can choose his attitude. And every day we can choose our attitude. And he says this, yet I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like deer's feet. He will make me to walk on the high places. Oh, I just want to encourage you today, no matter what circumstance you're in, come on in it, begin to rise up with praise and thanksgiving within your heart and let's see what God does within your life and what he does within your circumstance. I believe thankfulness sustains us till victories come. It's that attitude of gratitude. The second takeaway is this. As God blesses you, be grateful. As God blesses you. Do you have food? It's a blessing of God. Be grateful. Do you have clothing? Be grateful. This young man just got married. Got a great job being an intern within our church. Look at him. He's full of joy and thankfulness. You know, as God blesses you, Be grateful. Return and give him thanks. One leper, one out of nine returned to thank God. And here's a point. Maybe if we were more appreciative, more would come to our life. Because appreciation attracts the goodness and the blessing of God. I believe that no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Sure, left field things come. I don't know why, but God gives us a way. Hey, in it, give thanks. He'll turn it around. But when he blesses, let's have hearts of appreciation. 
King David, after being helped by God in, in protecting him, in promoting him, you know, and he says that Psalm, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He knew the mercy of God. He didn't deserve it, but he knew the mercy of God and he knew the goodness of God flowing through his life. Psalm 116, verses 12 to 14, he says this, What can I render to the Lord? And I looked up that word render. It says, what can I render or what can I give to the Lord or how can I serve the Lord for all of his benefits towards me? He just didn't take the blessing of God and say, I deserved it. No, he says, what can I give to the Lord for all of his benefits? What can I give him? And he makes this conclusion, I will serve him. He says, I will take up the cup of salvation, take up the good days, the bad days, and let's follow after him. And David says, man, I will take up the cup of salvation. I will take up my cross and I will call upon the name of the Lord. And then he says, I will pay my vows. And we make promises. I guarantee you've made promises when you've hit a hard spot. Lord, if you do this, I'll serve you the rest of my life. We, we all make those promises. But he says, I'll not only pay my vows to the Lord, but he says, I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all of his people. So what is, he wasn't saying is, oh yeah, I'll, I'll just be thankful in my heart. No, he says, I'm going to demonstrate my thankfulness, not only to God, but I'm going to demonstrate it to people and I'm going to serve them and I'm going to serve my God. I will serve him. I will serve my people. Psalms 103 says this, Bless the Lord of my soul and forget none of his benefits. Who crowns your years with loving kindness, who heals all of your iniquity, who forgives all of your sins. Then he says, come on, don't forget to thank the Lord. Thank him for all of his blessings. And I was just thinking, I thank God for my health. Thank God for my opportunities. Thank God for my family. Thank God for my grandchildren. Thank God I have to minister his word and pastor an amazing church. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank you for all you've done. And I want to thank you for all that you're going to do. I want to develop that attitude where it's an attitude of gratitude where I just don't think I, I deserve this. No, I want to have a heart of appreciation. Then it says in all things. Some of you may be in sickness. Why don't you begin to thank God in it? You may be in lack. Why don't you begin to thank God in it? Paul and Silas thank God in the situation. I believe some of us, we need to begin to thank God in our situation. I remember a few years ago, I went through a real tough spot and saying, where, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you? And it wasn't until I began to thank God in the situation that my attitude began to change and I began to see God intervene within my situation.
He's got the ability to turn everything around for good to those who love him. I just wonder. I wonder if it's all hinged on this one little truth, having a heart of gratitude and thankfulness and appreciation. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at inspirechurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.